Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you for sitting in one-on-one, 93.7 The Ticket. I appreciate you guys. 402-464-5685. Now get ready because uh, your voice is needed. Uh, you can text in the Sardar Hammer text line, call in the Honda Lincoln hotline, have at it. We'll do this. Vi- live video stream, Sardar Hammer's live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. Get at it. We're going to have some fun. I wanted to get away. Like We got we the rest of the day. Folks will take you through their uh, Husker talk. Uh, I want to do that, but I wanted to have some fun, some silliness, some some ranting and raving. Um, it's been a move on social media, folks. About, you know, WWE, greatest wrestlers, that sort of thing. And I wanted to kind of offshoot that because they 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 did a feature on rivalries, greatest rivalries. I think for all the gimmicks, some of the best gimmicks put together in one place. That's how you can kind of define the rivalry. Is that uh, it changed how business was being done. Uh, it turned somebody into a greater thing, a greater version of it, or turned both of them into a greater thing. So they were talking, folks were talking about, oh, if you're going to do that, you have to determine who the greatest wrestler of all time is. Well, the greatest wrestler of all time is Andre the Giant. Everybody talked about you talk Flair, you talk Dusty Rhodes, you talk Hulk Hogan, you talk Nick Bockwinkle, et cetera, et cetera. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, right? I mean, I, th- I think I just named eight of the top ten all time. <laughs> right? In fairness, right? Uh, right? Uh, probably could add Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns. You could, John Cena has to be a part of it. You're going to leave some of them out. Triple H? Triple H. Uh, you're going to leave. You're going to leave. Did you say Flair? Yeah. You're going to leave somebody out. You definitely are in the conversation. If you just had a top ten, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna leave somebody out. But for me, um, again, when you start having these all time conversations, can you talk pro wrestling and not talk about these people? Right? You have to talk about Andre. You have to talk about Hogan. You have to talk about Flair. Uh, you have to talk about The Rock, Stone Cold, because he changed the way business was being done. Um, Cena, who carried carried it for a long time, and now Roman Reigns and Rock uh, uh, and Brock Lesnar are carrying it, but where do they fall in compared to John Cena, etc.? So we'll have some fun with it. Um, I was trying to then determine what what would define it as the best ever rivalry. Right, has to be different. Mm-hmm has to have them at their best for each other. 
they had to do something different. You gotta have innovative. At, least, at least one like memorable moment. Like there's a moment, right? There's a moment. Taker, yep, Undertaker, Taker's Taker's in the top five. No matter how you look at it, Taker's in the top five. Yeah. Like you gotta remove folks from it. Like I dig that. Well done, Ray, Tater, both of y'all. Uh, Thomas Lincoln says Hardy's and uh, the Hardy's and Dudley's Edge and Christian. Yeah, it was pretty good. Rock and Austin are in uh, in this list. Rock and Austin changed how this worked. Um, Eric says uh, Andre had a gimmick. Does not make him great. Yeah, I'm coming at you, DP. He's also he says my opinion. I'm voting for Bret Hart and Hart is the best wrestler, as the best technical wrestler. Yes, Bret Hart as a technical wrestler. But Andre was not a gimmick. Andre Andre was the Andre may have Andre could beat everybody up whenever he wanted. You can't, for as long as he wanted. You can't gimmick that size. You you can't gimmick what Andre was. And the thing about it was, like I was joking with Chris Raff about it, right? And it was, you know, here's Andre and Hogan. But this is how great Andre was. Hogan had to ask Andre permission to do anything that he was going to do in their match. And as a matter of fact, when he went to the ring that night, he was afraid that Andre wasn't going to let him win. Like, he was afraid that at some point, Andre was just going to go, nope. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, like, no. Th- th- like, that was the greatest receipt giver in the history of pro wrestling was Andre the Giant. Because nobody could handle him. Nobody could handle him. I think he was slammed like three or four times in his career. Right? Three or four times in his career. And by permission in each one. <laughs> like he had to get permission. Somebody tried to slam him. I forget who it was. And they would tell the story of, of, of Andre. Them trying to s- slam Andre without his permission. And Andre beat the brakes off of him. <laughs> Rico, he literally just stood in the ring, pinned. He wrapped the guy's arms up in the rope so he couldn't defend himself, and then just proceeded to five slap him into submission. <laughs> you you got to follow the rules when you rest on somebody like that, right? Like, right? Uh, you know what, Willie? That's such a great take. He said, "I'm old school." Rufus R. Jones and Bulldog Bob Brown. Like, I I didn't want it to just be WWE. Because there were great rivalries outside. The American wrestling, AWA, um, and a texture just is on point with it, that the Von Ericks, the Von Ericks were amazing. Um, and their battles with Bockwinkle and company were just top level. It was top level. I mean, it was amazing. Amazing. Uh, Daniel Bryan's a great technical wrestler, but he's not at the ilk of 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 Bret Hart. Um, I go back to you know who may have been Ted DiBiase may have been the best technical. Ted DiBiase would deliver uh, retribution through wrestling. Um, but <laughs> and then of course the guy that creates controversy when you talk about it, but Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was such a great technical wrestler. As a matter of fact, that was part of the problem is that we used to watch, whenever we watched Chris Benoit wrestle, we always said, he doesn't know it's not real. 
<laughs> like he wrestles it was like oh benoit's out there just thinking he's fighting for his life yeah like he's out there literally just like this is what i'm gonna do like this is the thing um yeah and regional regional space matters because if you were back east versus midwest versus the northwest versus texas texas had its own and then you can go into mexico and it's a whole other thing oh, yeah. mask battles are Oof. a part of, like it, it was just a thing right it was just a thing Ray Mysterio and eddie guerrero were my guys yeah i mean because the little like you wanted the little guys um i don't know how you put them in that space without you got to consider uh, like guys like Dean Malenko, the little guys in, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to put them in the greatest rivalries because little guys didn't have the traction. Eddie Guerrero um, was was spectacular because he brought the Lucha Libre Mexican style of wrestling into the mainstream and then added the Canadian grappler type of, of, of wrestling as well. So – it's through all of it. Yeah, Greg Gagne and, and Jumpin' Jim were a great tag team, but I don't know that they had a rivalry that carried them all. Right, you're right, Clayton. Yeah, he was from Omaha. Um, uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is from Omaha. Um, For that small stretch, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Well, this is, this is, this is the measuring stick. So I asked you to pull up a clip. Because this sets the tone for a rivalry and what it means. Rico, if you would, please. What a, look at this. Oh, you're kidding me. Marcus, are you going to try to beat Bret Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is. Are you kidding me? Now, pause there. Pause there for a second. Because, first of all, the ref got out of that ring so fast. That's the Montreal screw job, which is the rivalry of where Shawn Michael and Bret Bret Hart actually don't like each other. Now, the best rivalries have a bit of that flavor where, in real life, the two guys don't like each other. And. There's some resentment that shows up. And here's the thing. There's moments in them where you know that Bret Hart just punched, kicked Shawn Michaels For because real. it mattered. Right? And this thing was so bad that Bret hit, hit – he spit in the, the owner's face. He So, like, they don't like each other, but at the same time, like, he's doing that and the ref calls it and is running out and Shawn, like – stops and like kind of bends over and he like it, it looks like he's looking at brett like what just happened like i didn't know this was gonna happen and then everybody's at the side of the ring vince is right there you've got security well like, then everybody his in the brother, crowd and the brothers first, there right the first row of the crowd stood up immediately well because they knew the, the story behind it was that brett was gonna leave to go to in the, to to wcw but he was the champion and the fear was you did not want your championship belt to end up on the other the other show, yep. and it was a big rivalry at that moment, right? So as they went through it, then they told him. He says, "Listen, I do not want to lose the belt to Sean in my hometown." 
mm-hmm. right, in Canada. Don't make me do this. And they had offered other people. And then it was how it was. Well, the thing was is that they got him in the sharpshooter, which was Brett's hold, and it was disrespectful, and they went through it. And Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Outdoors Kevin wants to call. Kevin, what's up, man? Hey, how about Sting and Flair, their rivalry? And also, you know, you had Sid Vicious. He was a beast. But I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Yeah, you know, this is... And here's what happens when you start having these conversations. Because you, you, you could put Hulk Hogan's, because of the length of his run, mm-hmm. he had rivalries, rivalries with stuff like him and Macho. Is it him and Macho? Is oh. it him and Ultimate Warrior? Is it Hogan and Andre? Is it Hogan? Like, like you've got to go through. Dang. Flair. Is it Flair and Bachwinkle? Is it Flair with Steamboat? Is it Flair with Sting? Is it Flair with Dusty Rhodes? So, is it Flair with Harley Race? I think Flair had a rivalry with everybody. Right. So you got to pick which one. And then you go Harley Race. Okay. So Harley Race was the guy. Was the guy guy. He had rivalries. Like his battles with Flair were exceptional. Then you have to think past regional rivalries and then national and worldwide rivalries mm-hmm. where there were times when if Harley Race was the NWA champion, he only had to face NWA challengers until he was brought into a different space to chal- or to, to take on their best. Yeah. Um, him take going to New York and taking on uh, Bob Backlund, right? Like, it was amazing. But Bob Backlund's rivalry with superstar Billy Graham was epic. It just wasn't good as Billy Graham versus Bruno Sammartino. <laughs> Sting, Sting, to me, the epic Sting rivalry is Sting versus Hollywood Hogan. Not Hulk Hogan, but, mm. but you know, NWO... Blackbeard Hogan versus Sting. Like that's a, that's gr- a good one. That's a like that's a great rivalry. That's a good one. Right? So then you have to make the decisions. The different versions of Hogan. Right? <laughs> the different versions of wrestlers is hilarious. Right. because well, th- th- this is the thing. For guys, there there's a handful of wrestlers who were unique to themselves all the time. And there are very few of them. Rick Steamboat was Rick Steamboat all the time. They turned, they tried to change him into the Dragon, which I thought I hated it. I hated oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I hated that. That's how I remember him. Well, no, he was in W in the NWA. He was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but WCW WWE turned him into the Dragon. Oh, just the Dragon, just the Dragon, where he had the full dress. Mm, I don't remember. And that. I didn't I didn't like any of that. Like I didn't like any. It wasn't necessary. Rick Steamboat, people said that John Cena was the greatest face of all time. The guy who was never a bad guy. John Cena was never a bad guy. He wasn't. He was never a bad guy. 
But the greatest Those face. Those jean shorts were bad. Oh, they were. The jorts. The jorts. The jorts. Look, and, and, and to they be fair. They were so long. But, but, they were, but, but remember, there were several versions of John Cena. Because, yeah. because early Cena Ooh. was my dude. Early he, Cena. Early was, Cena was my was guy. different. Right. Early come, Cena was 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 because he come on give freestyle. He would come on give you the hip hop freestyle, and you go, okay. I saw one of his freestyle, like one of his freestyle disses. There was like five people in the ring, and he was just doing little freestyles for all of them. And I'm like, I forget about this Cena, but uh, man, well, one because <laughs> he had the best throwback jerseys. So, oh ever. yes, his jersey collection was fire, and he had the chain. And when he won the championship, he turned it into this the uh, spinner. The spinner, but he also had the best shoe game. He did. Because he actually wore, like, Air Ones and, and Jordans in ring to I'm battle. Like, I'm like, how are you wrestling? First off, in those those just extra-large jean parachutes. Right, right. Like, Jordans. how is that, like, how is that possible? Doing? How is that possible, man? Uh, that, that, but but uh, that, that, that's fantastic. Uh, Jason, we've said other. If you just jump on uh, the app. Uh, but you can jump on YouTube, and you can jump on Facebook, and you can hear everything just as, as clear as, as, as day. Uh, Jake the Snake. And Brutus the Barber Beefcake was a great one. Uh, Ravish and Rick Rude, right? That's that's a thing. And then it becomes people like Undertaker. Now, think about this. Think about this. Undertaker came in and beat Hogan. He took the title from Hogan at the top. And then ran through everybody. Now, people want to say that the greatest Undertaker rivalry was Kane. Some will say that it was the brothers. But, but 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 to me, the greatest Hogan, the greatest Undertaker rivalry was Mankind. Because those are the two dark shows where he at, at WrestleMania where he threw him off the top of the cage. You're right. Like he power slammed him through the fence down onto the mat, down onto the mat. Right, like. <laughs> I mean, have the. How mankind isn't dead, I I have no idea. We really, they really didn't know. Like, they really how, didn't how know. How Mick Foley did not die, I'm very confused. They they didn't know. Now, I want to go back to the clip from Screwjob, and I want you to back it up 15 seconds, right? Back it up 15 seconds, and then play it again. Because there's a thing that happens to wrestling fans, and it happens when you play the clip. So, play the clip. Are you kidding me? Marcus, are you going to try to beat Bret Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is! Are you kidding me? It's the music! <laughs> I know I'm sexy. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> and every dude who's an HBK fan is doing the dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you do the pose. Right. You, you, you hit the, you, you spread it out and then you hit the pose. I just saw uh, Brett spit in Vince's face. Oh, oh, right. And he just turns around and Vince just wipes it away. Doesn't even like. Well, because he, he said. Vince it, knows. Right. And, and so that's a moment and where they went into the back. Right. So actually, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart came out to the ring. And then they were family family. So, I mean, Bret Hart was, I mean, they were brothers. And then Neidhart was, was, had married, was an in-law. So he married a Hart daughter. And 
he came to the ring and they were trying to explain this as man, this is dirty because they had talked about this. They had had five meetings that day about how this was not going to go down. Like, here's the stuff you're not going to do. And of course, Vince McMahon went on and did exactly what he said he was going to do. But they go back to the locker room, and the first thing is that Brett confronts Sean. Like, did you know? And Sean lied to him and said, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, But he did. He did. He absolutely did, and that's the way it worked. But then they go into the locker room, and Vince is back in, in, in the hub, and he's kind of sitting there, and he looks at Brett. And he says to Brett, you get one punch. You get one punch. And Bret Hart knocks Vince McMahon to the ground with, with a right hand, <laughs> and then he leaves and, and then shows up on 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 you know TBS the next night. So, in the top of of the realm of this thing is when you talk about rivalries, it's the Montreal Screw Job is the standard. Yes, yeah. the standard for what a rivalry is. And I want to go through several of these, and you guys can tell me um, what what that is, right? You have to. Uh, he says you have to watch show WWE. Yeah, I, um, the legends are doing their thing. One, it's great stuff on uh, WWE put together a show where they're trying to find the iconic outfits. Mm. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Uh, right, just like some people just have them, like they bought them in like an auction or something, and they're going around trying to find them. That's awesome. Yeah, well, they want to imagine like like they wanted to find Undertaker's first outfit. So when he made his debut, Mm -hmm. uh, because collectors, wrestling memorabilia collectors are notorious and they're hounds. Like I'm, I used to be one of them, so I can tell you like that. uh, Even I once had a Ric Flair robe, like an actual robe that he wore, not in a championship match, but he wore it on TV. And when he was my neighbor, like so, I'll I'll close this segment with this. So imagine being able to. Okay, how, the, how how am I going to tell right, this? Yeah, I was wondering I'm going to tell this story. This. Okay, so my house was the house that Flair used to throw parties. Okay. And not have his wife blame him for throwing parties. All right. So he would set up these parties, but the parties would be at my house, at my pool. But he's like, hey, I'm going over. I'm just going over there. Like, I'm just going to hang out, acting like, well, there's nothing really going on. I'm just going to go hang out over mm-hmm. there. And turns out he's invited, like, a hundred people Everyone. and uh, they're going to be over there. But one night, you know, wifey was like, no, she walked across the street and was like, what is going on? And there's Nate being Nate. Like he's being full on Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have a robot. <laughs> That's not surprising. Well, yeah, he doesn't have a robot. And wifey is like, well, what's going on? And, you know, I, I fell on the grenade. I fell on the grenade. Like I'm his keeper. Okay, cool. But as a payback, like, I'm like, hey, bro, like, seriously, come on, man. I get to go into his closet. Now, How was that? Now, let me exhale. Was it like Nirvana? It's <laughs> like, I, I don't, it's like going to Paisley Park and seeing all of Prince's concert outfits that you see in videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, you're seeing all this, ooh, like all this stuff. And then there's a room for the wrestling boots, the the two hundred pair boots. of RF, right? RF Ooh. wrestling boots, every color, every fabric, every length, anything you could imagine, right? It's Some there. of them still have blood on them. Beautiful. Some of them still had blood on, them, right? 
So he's got the ones where he won championships, where he lost championships. He's got the first pair that he got that he borrowed from Dusty Rhodes. He's got a pair. Like, literally, like, it's the full thing. And he's got the trunks, right? And it's different ones. And I got – he had the pink ones and the powder blue ones. And you go through the full scale. And then there are the robes. The robes. And the, he Those had, are iconic. At ten grand a pop, he – to to say that he had 150 robes, and he used it. Seems they, low. They were like credit cards for him. Like if he wanted anything, like if he wanted Super Bowl tickets, he was like, "He go, he's a, oh, he's well, a robe." He had seventy uh, something championship belts, right? And you just stand in the middle of it, and you just you get dizzy and lightheaded. And then there's another. Whole walk-in closet for all the suits. And I... He did wear the hell out of a suit. Boy. So, yeah. There's there's, <laughs> there's so much to this. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to Nate. Um, we'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We'll get into the 10. We'll get into the 10. We'll get a couple of more moments. You guys feel free. Text in what you... Give me one rivalry that you think deserves to a shout out and deserves to be in the top ten, but you only get one. You only get one. Text me those now, and we'll talk about it when we come back. Download our app by searching ninety three point seven The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot com. 